0: Well, hi. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight our topic is Thinking Like Jesus. And also, this is the first one of a series of three, maybe four, podcasts that we have a guest.
1: Yes. Kind of.
0: Our guest today is Al.
1: Oh, my goodness. Al is about an eighteen-inch skeleton that my wife has. It's an anatomical skeleton she she wants to use for drawing. I think. So yes, we have a small skeleton on the table looking at us. Um, <laughs> and look, harsh, but in the future, uh,
0: the other ones coming will up, be we
1: will have a couple of uh, guests people. that will be staying with us at the time that we will do these podcasts. So we'll bring them on as well. So yep, they don't know it
0: yet. But today
1: they- we are going into First Peter four.
0: Yes, thinking like Jesus. And before we started, I wanted to read this little essay on, it's called, it it, it, it is about the first 11 verses, and like you told me before we started, you said, boy, this is a short short chapter, it's only 19 verses. Mm -hmm. So I just really wanted to read this this, uh, little essay um, from Eugene Peterson. It's called Prayer, Love, Hospitality, Generosity, Service. Okay, so I'm going to read it. The opening paragraphs of 1 Peter 4 deal with passion. Peter doesn't say that we should eliminate passion, but rather that we shouldn't be tyrannized by it. The passion stays, it just needs to be redirected. Peter directs us to some new passions. Instead of having our senses dulled with drunkenness, he says, stay wide awake in prayer. Verse 7. In place of licentiousness, which denies the worth and dignity of another person, And uses them as a means of gratification, he puts love. In place of revelries, which bring people together as a mob and reduce their individuality to the lowest common denominator, Peter puts hospitality. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, cheerfully. Verse 9. In place of carousing, which is wasteful, he urges us to be generous with what God has given us. In place of idolatry, in which our attention is fixed on serving and adoring inferior objects, Peter fixes our attention on helping others. That's Peter's curriculum. Prayer, love, hospitality, generosity, and service. This kind of goes with your sermon today. Mm -hmm. And so Shannon will speak, but I do want to say, if you don't listen to his sermons, you can listen to them in podcast format also on the Greenbrook Preacher podcast. And the sermon today was called, Therefore Go.
1: Yes, Therefore Go.
0: Yeah, and so that kind of goes along with this. So... Do you want to do the first? Um, do you yeah, want to read the first few verses. Yeah. How about the first uh, six?
1: First six verses. Yeah, okay. why
0: not? Or the first five? It's
1: only nineteen, so we'll get going on this then.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm reading this from the NIV. Um, the Message version is also very good, so I'll read this from the NIV, though. Okay. To start with, therefore, since Christ suffered in His body, arm yourselves with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lusts, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that, they, that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead.
0: We'll stop there. That's five. Oh, okay. So... When I read that earlier, Mm -hmm. um, and it talked about, you know, you no longer are going to live this, how it says in the message, the God-ignorant way of life, partying night after night, drunken and prolific life, and da-da-da. How did it say for you in three?
1: In three? Yeah. Um, For you to spend enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, and then gives the list of things.
0: So when I read that, um, even before I was a Christian, I really didn't live that way. And there's a lot of people who don't really live that way. But I Mm -hmm. thought it would be good for us to think about, like, let's list other things other than that kind of way because um, a pagan life isn't just that. I mean, there are plenty of people who don't know Jesus who don't don't live in drunken brawl, you know, doing that kind of stuff. But they do other things. Like, the one thing that came to my mind was, like, someone working non-stop and all they're doing is working for to be successful at work.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously you could add all sorts of things in here. You could add um, the things that are listed. It doesn't talk about greed. It doesn't talk about uh, gossiping. It doesn't talk about Mm -hmm. but basically what he's talking about here, I think if we look through the list that I read here Yeah um, He's talking about the body
0: Oh, that's true. That's what I just read. It's talking are f- about the physical passions. things that
1: you do with your body. Yeah. So either you're physically um, willing to sacrifice your body for Christ. For In Christ. other words, let that stuff go. Right. Or you're focused on your body and not on Christ.
0: And so you're actually live by animal instinct, or you live by godly instinct,
1: or worldly view, or godly view. Well, I yes. th- I
0: think the worldly view really, and that's what's Excuse me, I'm re- I'm drinking some seltzer water at the moment. It's making me burp. Sorry, I love seltzer water. Just plain seltzer water. That's what I like. Okay, so um, you know, I think the the world and society, at least now, the one we live in, it really the the messages we get encourage people to live by instinct, like animal instinct. Like if you feel if you f- feel lust. Lustfully, go after that lust. I mean, satisfy your whims. Satisfy. I don't your... know
1: necessarily if I would say animal instincts as much as um, self indulgent impulse.
0: Okay, well, I think whatever. Self indulgence, yes.
1: Whatever impulse you have, oh, go with it. And that's.
0: That's what you talked about today.
1: That's what things like. Um, Marketing is, gainful, is is meant self-indulgence. for, it's meant for yeah. self-indulgence and for impulsive stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it, just do it. Matter of fact, Nike put that as their motto, just do it. Yes. You know, it's one of those things where, from the world's point of view, instant gratification will come from impulsive behavior.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: instant gratification is a sad thing because that means that you don't have constant gratification. Yeah, I, that's a whole other
0: oh, but thing I, to go
1: into. So I
0: do want to I want to do Romans twelve because this goes along with it, um, and this makes this verse even more uh, mm-hmm. understandable. Romans 12.1 says, and this was written by Paul. Oh, first Peter of course was written by Peter, so this mm-hmm. is Paul. And as you see, all Scripture kind of complements each other, even though it's two different guys. I mean, oh, Scripture is so. Well, it's God's word. And, okay, Romans 12.1 says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So that's what it means. You don't have a self-indulgent lifestyle. You live for Christ. Mm-hmm. So, if you say self-indulgent, what would be the other one? Self-indulgent versus
1: self-sacrificing. Self-sacrificing, and that's really what what's being communicated yeah, here. Yeah, you're right. We talk, since Jesus sacrificed his body, um, our bodies. for the purpose for the purpose of our salvation, we are called also to to do that. Matthew sixteen twenty four says, you know, Jesus said to the disciples, "If anyone desires to come after me, then he then let him deny himself." take up his cross and follow me Mm -hmm. so what jesus did was deny uh the power that he had to deny Mm -hmm. the ability that he had and sacrificed willingly um even though it was not necessary for him it was necessary for us so that's why he sacrificed
0: he really sacrificed a whole lot more than we ever can really
1: yeah to an extent Mm -hmm. yes because Um,
0: he's god too right
1: because he, he he gave up perfection for us but on the other hand um, there are those that will be brutalized and tortured in his name, and he realizes mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And Peter realized that, I think, when he was reading this. And we have to remember that most of this was probably written while Peter was already being persecuted, yeah. already being challenged because Miro, of the Word of God. Right? So, and eventually he is crucified and, and killed in the same way. Does Nero kill to, him? To yes. Yeah. So when we talk about... Um, these things that that Peter is talking about here when he says since Christ suffered in the body arm yourself with the same attitude in other words Christ did not consider um, any of these earthly desires and lusts for his body to be important he didn't yeah. even consider preserving the body to be important o- over anything else it was m- this, our salvation was more important to him than his body, because he had outs. He was given outs. Um, Pilate even asked him. Yeah, you
0: know, he gave him out. He, he gave, he gave him the way really out, and he yeah. said
1: no. So, whoever suffers in the body is done with sin, is what it says here. So, he's not saying it's easy No, to let go of the things of the body. But it's necessary. Yeah. And because... It says we need to arm ourselves with the same attitude. So even if you're not being physically persecuted, you need to have the attitude of this is what is important and focused.
0: I do wanna say, uh, mind of Christ. sometimes people kind of read think hear that kind of message and they they kind of flip it up on its head and really do the same thing when they like uh, well, the monks used to do hair shirts and sleeping on nails. I mean, long... Yes.
1: Self-flagellation, yeah. all those kind of things. But
0: that's really just focused on the body again.
1: Well, and that's, that's focused... Uh, it's using physical depredation to try and focus your mind. And I don't think that's what Jesus had no, in mind. that's, that's not, not what, what he Jesus had in mind. Did. So I, we cannot recreate that by doing it to our own bodies. No. We cannot recreate... Um, suffering for Christ by suffering, by doing it to ourselves.
0: is contrary
1: to the Bible, actually.
0: I wanted to read, this is from my New American Standard, uh, the introduction to 1 Peter. Okay. It says, first it says, This letter from Peter was probably sent from Rome to Christians in Asia Minor between A.D. 62 and 69. There's a remarkable affin- affinity of thought between this letter and the epistle of Paul to the Romans and the anonymous epistle to the Hebrews. Probably both letters were available to Peter in Rome. But then it says here, um, Now the wrath of the demented Emperor Nero was about to explode in Rome at the expense of the church. Therefore the Apostle Peter tried to prepare the church in Asia Minor for imminent disaster in these eastern provinces where oppression would undoubtedly spread from its source in Rome. And the spirit of a faithful shepherd and bishop of souls, Peter sent this pastoral letter to confirm his flock in the comforting hope of the Spirit's coming, being rooted in the passions of Christ, there to, to abstain from the passions of the flesh. If they find themselves in a hostile society, their suffering for righteousness' sake will actually be a blessing. I just thought that was really, just like what you said. You know, he's preparing them because persecution's coming. and
1: well and and I think also this is very applicable to us today whether we ever get to the point where there's physical persecution against Christians or not in our country doesn't matter
0: yeah
1: um, and it may be going on in other countries and they have a different outlook on this particular chapter because it's a it's a current and present threat to them um, currently it is not a present threat for us and if it and if it becomes that then then it may you know a perspective might look at it differently but um, I was reading from Enduring Word, and they have a really l- neat little thing here about where it says, arm yourself with the same mind. It says, many of us are defeated in our battle against sin because we refuse to sacrifice anything in the battle. Mm. We only want victory if it comes easily to us. Jesus yeah. called us to have the kind of attitude that would sacrifice in the battle against sin. And it quotes uh, Matthew five twenty-nine through 30 If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish, than that your whole body be cast into hell. Mm-hmm. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell.
0: Those are harsh words.
1: It is. And and Jesus is not... I don't think was was being 100% literal about
0: I don't think plucking
1: he's... your eye out. But what he's saying is whatever is causing you to stumble, whatever mm-hmm. is causing you... Um, to sin whatever is causing you to turn away from god and towards something else
0: mm-hmm.
1: find a way to block it to mm-hmm. stop it
0: yeah so like
1: if, and that's part of this thing where they're saying sacrifice on yeah. the battlefield for against sin we have to be able to give up those things, things that, are, that are contrary to god
0: right the things that have us to stumble right to sin so it could the be, same
1: eye that could draw you to sin also draws you to god and draws you to god's mm-hmm. beauty and draws you to those kind of things but so it's not, it is not the physical part of your body that is the problem. Right. It's it is what your you put, mind. Yeah, this is the mind of Christ that we're talking about. And
0: it's what you put in front of your mind and right. your eyes. So if, right. if you were reading or watching something like that, or if there's one person that is just, can't, it, you know, whatever it is, just get it out of your life. And, and yeah.
1: And as you said before, in this one Peter's talking specifically about bodily things, but there are so many things that can cause us to sin, yeah, and so many behaviors and so many thoughts and all those things, and to truly have the mind of Christ, we've got to let that stuff go,
0: yeah, yeah, like like Paul said, but he was talking about good things in his life, but he counts all things as rubbish, so he knows Christ right and he was and so that's good and bad things, so it could even be good things in our lives like like Paul was saying it could be like you're super successful in your job, and you're loving people saying how wonderful you are. Well, if that's causing you to stumble, then maybe you need to rethink about whatever. You know, I don't know. Okay. That doesn't happen. All right, to pick me. Up.
1: Okay. Once you go six, seven, and eight.
0: Okay, and I'll read this from. Actually, I'm going to go through eleven. Okay, that's kind of a little section. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Six through eleven. Listen to the message. It was preached to those believers who are now dead, and yet even though they died, just as all people must, they will still get in on the life that God has given in Jesus. Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up, so take nothing for granted. Mm -hmm. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Mm -hmm. Love makes up for practically anything. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless cheerfully. Be generous with the different things God gave you, passing them all around so all get in on it if words let it be god's words if help let it be god's hearty help that way god's bright presence will be evident and everything through jesus and he'll get all the credit as the one mighty in everything encores the end of time oh yes and i just read 10 it says be generous with the different things god gave you passing them around so i'll get in on it today from your from the sermon today you really guys need to read listen to that uh Again, it's called, Therefore Go, Greenbrook Preacher, but, and I've got the notes right here, something that came out in the sermon, you said, uh, whatever you got, give it out. If you've received, give it back. Or not give it back, you didn't say that, but you said, whatever you got, give it out. That's kind of like a poem. So, I mean, if we, God has given us so much, be generous with absolutely everything.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, that's, yeah, anyway.
1: So let's go back okay. um, and start talking about what you just read. Verse 7 okay. is one of the things that Peter is trying to impress on on the people that were reading his letter, and I think it should be something that should be um, something that's foremost in our mind. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not um, predicting Jesus' return in any way, shape, or form because he said even he can't do that. However, uh, he's in seven. Peter says the end of all things is near. Yeah. And quite frankly, all of us are at that point. Whether it's because Jesus returns, or because this life is so fleeting, or because we are so fragile as human beings yeah. that the end could be
0: Any tomorrow, a car accident,
1: something fall on you, a heart attack, whatever. And he says, therefore, be alert and sober of sober mind. And Jesus talked about this too um, with his parable of the, of the virgins and the parable of, of, of the servants the servants being yeah. being ready yeah. to give an account and that's why in the earlier parts when he was reading uh, when we read about four it says they are surprised this is talking about the rest of the world they are surprised if you do not join them in their reckless wild living and they heap abuse on you mm-hmm. but they will have to give account for him to him who's yeah. ready to judge the living and the dead. So the time will come when we will all stand before God. And I think even at that point in time, even those that are, are not accepting Him now and are not choosing to live uh, a life according to the mind of Christ, they will realize what a waste
0: yeah.
1: all of that was.
0: Oh, yeah. And if
1: they are not saved, that waste that all of that was will be blatantly obvious to them and they'll understand it. Yeah. I and do, if you are saved, that waste will still be there, but God's grace will cover it.
0: Yeah, I do like um, how the message says in 7 at the end, stay wide awake in prayer. And like the NASB says, sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. But I I like the stay wide awake in prayer. Hmm. I mean, you're alert, be alert. Right, this one
1: says be alert and of sober mind. Yeah. And I kind of like that too. Yeah, I do like Take that. Take it seriously. Yeah. And that's... I think that's what Peter is, is putting across here, is that this has to be taken seriously because it could be a minute from now. Mm-hmm. And if your mind is on Christ for an hour a day and on the world for 23 hours a day, um, you're going to get caught in the 23 hours. The odds are yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. And so then in an 80 says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And yeah. I love that one. That verse is quoted a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, what do you think he's meaning when he says that
0: i think if well i I think of like we as parents, this is just my example if if my daughter cheyenne, if she does something like sometimes she can you know how people do they they're stressed, so they react really fast and they might say some words. And then she'll always come back and say, I'm sorry I said that. And I, it's like, I knew she was stressed. It didn't bother me whatsoever. It's because I love her, and I know she loves me. I think if you have that love, that base, that when, because when, we do say wrong things or, or whatever, or we forget sometimes, or, you know, we humans are fragile, forgetful creatures. So when we do wrong to someone, if you are really loving each other, it'll be a whole lot easier to let it go. And I think that's the thing with church families. That's why the church needs to be a, a close family because too often now, if you go into a church and you get offended, a person gets offended, they'll just leave, but that's because they don't have roots of love in that church. It's a whole lot harder. You, you won't want to leave if so-and-so, you got they said something horrible to you, but you know who they really are, that they really love you. You're more likely to work that out, but if if you're just there, if you're if you're not sharing yourself, you know, right. That's what I think.
1: I think there's a, I think this call to love one another is important, and I think it's it's also part of this um, urgency. We should live a life of urgency. Yeah, like I said alert and so reminded, but also understanding this. I was blessed this last week to, to go with my daughter and my grandson to meet his great-grandparents and great-uncles and great-aunts and second cousins, I guess you'd say. I don't yeah. know. All sorts of family that he had not had the opportunity to meet yet, little guy. and
0: Okay, he's not yet two. So. Yeah, he's
1: under two years yeah, old. So. But it's a, it's a long trip. We don't make it very often, but we did this time. And it was such a blessing to me. And today... Um, when I came into church, one of our um, seasoned members, our older older people in the church, she came up. She has such a such a peaceful spirit, and she said, "Oh, that is such a blessing because you never know yeah,
0: you don't if you know. will ever
1: see them again." Yeah. Every time you see someone, you have to celebrate it because that might be the last time you see someone you love. And I, I yeah. took that took that to heart. I thought that was a beautiful sentiment to have. Not that I think that. It could happen tomorrow, I mean, there's no predictors here when if if we always if we knew exactly the day that someone we were going to lose someone, we would make sure that we spent the time to tell them how much we love them and to share with them and since we don't know that day, Just we can time. either be blind to it or we can we can focus on that and that love.
0: I do want to mention because what you said there um when the verse said, um, "Be sober minded and pray and all that no. it doesn't mean we 're gloom and doom, and it no. doesn't mean you're 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 solemn it means you you revel in in life and you enjoy every single moment because you know it could be your last with with your family and you and you just appreciate it and you are grateful
1: I, I agree with that, but I also think it means that we should be we should be Mindful in our choices.
0: That's true. It should be an intellectual
1: intellectual decision. It should come from your own mind. This is what I'm going to focus on.
0: We're intentional. This is what's important. Intentional. Yes, intentional. Do you want to read the last 12 through 19?
1: Okay. 12 through 19.
0: Yep. So here
1: Peter is talking about what might be coming again. We mentioned this already before. And I do
0: want to say that That introduction I read, it would just be like us now. We kind of know the rumblings that are going to happen before they happen if we're alert and watching. And so he must have been getting, they must have all been getting signs and getting a little more nervous about it. So go ahead.
1: Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should be not as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Mm. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Mm -hmm. And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved what will become of the ungodly and the sinner. He's he's quoting uh, Proverbs there, 1131. Mm-hmm. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good.
0: Mm.
1: That's the end of the chapter there. Mm. Um,
0: continue to do good. That's really good.
1: I like how he says, don't be surprised by this. And that should be obvious to us. We are following someone who was beaten and whipped and falsely accused and falsely condemned and crucified, uh, called a criminal, an outlaw, all sorts of things uh, unjustly. All those things happened. And if we're following that, should we not expect to be looked at and treated the same way he was? Um. There's that old saying, and I like it. If it, if it was against the law to be a, a Christian, would, you, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Oh,
0: I hope
1: so. Are you truly following Christ? And if so, um, there shouldn't be any doubt about who you are or what you are. And he said, rejoice in that. Rejoice yeah. in the fact that you're, you're worthy of, of being the way Christ is. And However, he says, of course... If you're if you suffer because you're a murderer or a thief or a criminal, well that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about right. doing this from a, from a a point of innocence. But he also says or even as a meddler. I love oh, that.
0: Yeah, me too. I even
1: guess. as a meddler. So yeah, obviously everybody would agree that if you are a criminal, if you are a murderer, if you are a thief, There is a punishment that is necessary and righteous that you should receive for that. But then he throws in the meddler. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I can say, oh, I've never murdered anybody or I'm not a thief.
0: Oh, parents. Not
1: really a criminal. And then he says, or even as a meddler. So if you're suffering because you meddle in things, that's not from God that's not that's not to glorify god. Glorifying god is to have the mind of Christ and be just and be unjustly persecuted for that purpose. Yes.
0: And I would say mothers of adult children listen to that because we we moms, I don't know, I can't speak for the fathers, but I know a lot of moms of adult kids really want to fix their situations and want to tell them who to marry. And you know one of
1: the best things about this podcast is I can make her replay it and listen to what she just said. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: I wanted to say, uh, I I found the verse I was looking for, Mm -hmm. and um, this is Peter and John, and it's in Acts 4, Mm -hmm. and it's 4.13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, they were just um, arrested, Mm -hmm. and they're releasing them now. So, Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. That's how I want people... I want... She's, she's been with Jesus. I mean, I don't know if anybody ever says that, but the spirit of of Christ, I want it to be able to come out of me so much that... I want them to... That's what I want people to think about when they see me or, or whatever, and I don't know if that happens, but... I don't even know where that... I don't know why I brought that up, but I just... Something you said, I just... They saw them as being with Jesus, and they marveled at them, and it came back to Jesus. And so I guess if people marvel at us, I hope it comes back to Jesus and not us.
1: I have a quote here I want to read from Spurgeon that I found here on that... verse where where it says, For the time has come for the judgment to begin at the house of God.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is a quote from Spurgeon. He says, It is right for judgment to begin at the house of God. There is equity in it. For Christians profess to be better than others, and so they ought to be. Mm -hmm. They say they are regenerate, so they ought to be regenerate. They say they are holy people separated unto Christ, so they ought to be holy and separated from sinners as He was. So in other words, um, if you're making this claim,
0: mm-hmm.
1: judgment should start with you
0: yeah
1: it should start with us
0: right
1: so it, it's a it's a challenge um, that we willingly accept and we put forth when we decide, decide to follow Christ in that in all things we follow Christ mm-hmm. not in partial not in part but in whole in full mm-hmm. and part of that is you know it's the same thing when I became a pastor um, one of the things I really had to stop and think about and take to heart was the fact that there is a passage in the Bible that's saying teachers will be judged more harshly. So if you decide to take that position, you have to be willing to understand that you will then be subject to uh, a little more scrutiny. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we are doing the same thing. We accept the grace of God. We accept the forgiveness of our sins from God. But we are then held to a standard of how we should live after Mm -hmm. that. Right. We have received so much. We have to be able to work with that and to produce with that. And Um, we live that. He's the vine. We're the branches.
0: Yeah. But we live that through His grace. Yes. I mean, Only
1: through His grace. Because none of us are perfect. Even after we are, even through the regeneration of of the Holy Spirit, we are are. not perfect. And not far from it. However... (laughs) Yeah, she's joking, trust me. (laughs) She's actually mocking a little bit, I think is what she's doing. I actually John
0: fifteen though, abide in me, live in me, and I knew you will bear much fruit. So
1: Right. And so we take that on as part of our responsibility, and I think sometimes we miss that in our discipleship.
0: Mm.
1: We miss the we miss the what happens next in our discipleship. Mm-hmm. I've accepted Christ, but now what? Yeah, and there should be a change in you. And as Peter is telling us right here, that change has to be intentional and it has to be a choice.
0: And I will say though, like uh, you have mentioned this before, that mm-hmm. you know accepting Christ is the beginning of right. your salvation. It's the beginning I mean, of your walk. You are ex- you're fully saved. That's not the mm-hmm. point. But it's like you accept Jesus, and then you learn to live in Him. So you will stumble and fall and you're just, uh, you're learning how to do it. And through Jesus' uh, grace. But I do want to say something that, and I mentioned this to you. Because it goes along because you, this even goes back to two Sundays, ago, not today, but last Sunday when you preached mm-hmm. consequences and truth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Look, I listen and mm-hmm. I take notes. But you said expectations. Oh, I know you do because
1: you're, you're my best and most fervent critic.
0: Yes, that's my job. It's mother or mother's, the wife's job. I do it all in love. Yes, and continue. I'm encouraging. Don't, okay. don't lose your train of Said thought. Said ex- expectations versus reality. So we, uh, like he mentioned, uh, the uh, Israelites were saved from slavery. Yay, yay, yay! But the reality was, now they have to learn how to be free people, and that's not. Uh, have to think for themselves and all that stuff. So something that God told me this past week, that, and I just it just spoke to me, and it's and it's about that expectations versus reality. Is that you have to ask yourself, and this is what you ask when you become a Christian: Is it worth the mess? Because following Jesus, doing anything that's worth anything is going to have a lot of mess involved.
1: There's going to be sacrifice involved. Sacrificed,
0: in the and it's not as it's, it's not like. God wraps you up in a little package and ties a on, bow on you, and now you're this perfect Christian. There's sacrifice, there's heartache, there's just like... Actually, but everybody has all that in life, and it just depends on what you want to sacrifice. You know? People want worldly success. They might be sacrificing relationships. So
1: I think, just to, to tie an end in this, to, to tie it all together here,
0: Maybe Al wants to say something.
1: Peter said that we have to have the mind of Christ. We have to focus on that. Um, And I think really what he's talking about is the daily walk here. Mm -hmm. Um, Acceptance of Christ and acceptance of the title of Christian are... um, a lifelong thing, it's a daily thing. It's something you have to work at every single day. Yeah. So Peter's talking to them saying, if you're doing it right, expect persecution. If you're doing it right, expect it to be hard. And just like you intentionally chose to accept Christ, you should intentionally choose to follow Christ. And that's something that, you know...
0: you got to do it every day.
1: Well, and that's why there are pastors in churches. Yes. Otherwise, all we'd have to be is evangelists yeah get conversion and walk away yeah but there are pastors in churches and and there and i listen to pastors on the radio and i talk to other pastors myself and the purpose for that is the fact that we are this through this continual life we need to live intentionally with the mind of christ Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so make your week intentional make your day intentional think about
0: what you can
1: do in your own life for your own purposes
0: for Jesus's purposes,
1: to forward yourself along the the walk with Christ, pick up your cross and follow Him and everything He does. And maybe stop love. and think about what you need to sacrifice, what you need to let go of, and what you need to draw closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you need to what you need to throw out and what you need to love love deeper.
0: That's good. Yeah. Love intentionally.
1: Yeah. God bless.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. And again, our next guest. We will actually be able to speak to them, and they'll speak back. Like, Al's pretty silent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Goodbye.